Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. And welcome to the Supercast, episode like 11. Yep, I think that's about right. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It, it is, is Tuesday. Tuesday. All day long. Whether you are driving to work, driving home from work, or working out with us in your ear, thank you for tuning in, joining us on the Supercast. I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Bosecker. Where do you guys like to Supercast? Personally, like, when I Supercast, I am normally in the same spot. In my living room downstairs on my on my sofa. <laughs> now you're getting a little creeper. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's just where I supercast. That's my thing. Uh, how about you, Leah? Are you in your office? I normally I in do the queen record chair. them in my office, but no, <laughs> I am in the kitchen. I had a very long day today. My family um, was down in Orlando this weekend um, for my daughter's cheerleading competition. Yes. So we were down there and then spent the entire day today driving home. So I actually listened to very many podcasts on my way home. Um, I find myself listening to most of my podcasts either in the car or while I'm doing my workouts. So I actually have I, I did a lot of driving today and driving over the weekend, but I actually reintroduced myself to a few of my old, favorite old podcasts over the weekend and um, Night Vale, fun, just fun stuff. Um, but we're not going to talk about other podcasts. We're going to talk about our podcast, Leah. The Supercast, yeah. The Supercast. Um, so over the weekend, just training here, uh, Leah was in Orlando. Uh, we watched a lot of people have a great time at, at Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few of our friends were at the Tough Mudder. Yeah. Um, yep. Down in had Texas. a good time there. Christina, yeah. Um, but those are really like, and then aside from that, Montana. Montana, yes, yeah. so a, a big not not series Spartan, but seemed to still draw out a decent oh, crowd. Oh, it was a series. Oh, was it? Am I dumb? Yeah, oh, that, it was a mountain series, wasn't it? Sprint was the first mountain series. Duh, where was I? <laughs> um, what was was no? Sorry, the Beast was the mountain series, or were they both considered? Anyway, mm-hmm. the, the Montana mm-hmm. race this weekend was the Mountain Series opener, mm-hmm. and we got to see um, one of our pro team members, Ian Hosick, crush whoop, whoop. it. Yep, uh, uh, discovered by us before he was cool to the world. Let's let uh, it be he known. He was still he was always cool. He we didn't discover <laughs> him. He was he's the man. Hosick is a great friend of ours. He is a great guy, um, and a lot of uh, the guys that are in Brociar um, train with him too. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Hosek PE, phenomenal trainer. Um, and it was one of those things I've, I've talked to Hosek a few times. He said, if there's one other guy that I, I'd, I'd tell somebody to train with, it would probably be uh, coach Dennis, who we work with you and I, yep. Yep. Um, but once again, a phenomenal coach, great guy. I can't endorse him enough. Phenomenal dude. Yep. And just, and just hold out the buddy. win. So great. And pulled out the win, so Congratulations. Super proud. <laughs> yep. Super uh, proud of you. 
additionally, Ashley Heller getting up on that podium this week and another BroCR team member. Yeah. Um, yep. Great gal. Uh, just good people. And uh, that's one of the things I love about what we do with some of the pro team. And I got to figure out what we're doing with the pro team this year now that the season's really, really like in full ramp now. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to make some plans with that. And I'm going to announce some stuff here in the next few weeks for all that. Yeah. But it's it's been a crazy year, especially with the season starting so early this year. Right, right. No, it's it's definitely exciting. There's, you know, there's I, I like seeing new faces, you know, on the podiums and, you know, lots of exciting, exciting races across the country. Um, you know, I think that as we've seen this sport kind of evolve, we've seen race series is kind of come and go and athletes um, come and go, athletes I mean, come and go. And I think we are now seeing some, some, some better roots, I guess, for lack of a better description with the sport, you know, we've got some, some big names that, seemingly aren't going anywhere for a little while and you know yeah. people can kind of you know get get comfortable with the sport and and really you know train and get better and we're seeing just so many more phenomenal athletes out there absolutely absolutely and we've seen and the thing is one of our our demographics here we're a lot for the diehards here um mm-hmm. you know we we, we but we also want to be able to uh one of the things we're going to talk about today though is first races and things we've learned over the time Um, even though a lot of i feel a lot of our demographic here that we talk with on bruce on the supercast is is the diehards the guys that are out there weekend after weekend plowing the miles your tyler mccready's who do like the ultra last week and then go out and do savage blitz this weekend right oh for sure i think that that's definitely you know the people that that know us most but at the same time you know it's also really awesome to see the, just the general numbers of races getting bigger well, and bigger and seeing more and more new faces and getting those messages from, from new people discovering us, oh, discovering absolutely. the sport. Um, and it's, but here's the thing. Every, even us, we have a genesis. Oh, we absolutely. have a starting point. Everybody absolutely. had their first freaking race. Ugly, well, pretty, whatever it was. For sure. And there's nothing more exciting to me than when, you know, getting some of that new blood excitement you know I think that those of us who've been in the sport for for a number of years you know kind of it's easy to kind of take the attitude of up yep been there done that we've done every race we've seen every venue and you kind of get in more of a you know rut with it all and then when you talk to somebody who just finds it and falls in love and you can share those stories with then that's what gets me, you know, excited again. But man, some of these people that are like joining in the past two years, I really wish they could have seen 2015. That's all. Oh I Oh my say. gosh! Even before 15, how about 13 oh and 14? Gosh. When you think back, what did you run your first race? Your first OCR? Ah, shoes so were my on your feet? first year. Oh my god, the shoes on my feet. Oh yep. Jesus! What were your first pair of shoes? Uh, in OCR? My first pair of shoes in OCR were horrible. They were Asics. Um, they were just a pair of old, dirty Asics I had, and I ran. My first race was in 2011, uh, and okay. it was a Warrior Dash. Te- so technically, that was my first OCR, my first jaunt into it. Uh huh. And I, I had like a pair of tr- like track shorts. I think they were blue. <laughs> um, I think I had a pair of blue Asics and a and a just a gray shirt that I wore. <laughs> it was like I was cotton from head to toe. I girl had, yeah, cotton shorts. <laughs> I like yeah, yes, sir. The I softies. Had, oh, uh, yes, they were my two. <laughs> yes, they were softy brand purple shorts. 
called I might it. have to find a throwback <laughs> picture. Do me a favor. When we post this tomorrow, send me a, a throwback picture from your first race. Oh, my God. Um, I'll have to go we'll, find it. We'll show the listeners. So my first I race. I think I had like one of those huge turkey legs at the finish line with my friend Phil. Well, you oh can't not have a turkey leg at a Warrior Dash. Oh, my God. <laughs> I that had Jacob in full bloom. Purple. <laughs> Purple soppy shorts, a white wife beater, cotton shirt, Baby and cakes. my <laughs> old school Nike shocks. With Nike the, shocks. Yes, sir. With little spongy things on the back, little springy that's, things. That's quality right there. That's what I ran my first that's race quality. in. That's amazing. Yeah, yep. I, I'm 95% sure my first ones were the Asics. Because um, awesome. I've always been an Asics guy. Like back in, yep. um, back in my track days, I was a huge Asics track spike guy. Um, okay, really, okay. really liked it, but yeah, but after that, my first real, that I would say hook race was the Spartan Indiana. Um, and it was the second year they had it out at Haspen acres. Cause the first year mm -hmm. was a founder's race okay. and the second year, like I, I did it and I was like, Oh, Oh dude. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it. Because, was your, did you fail an obstacle? Do you remember what was your hardest when you first started? What was the hardest thing for you? Spear throw really confused me. I, I missed my spear. It still gets me. <laughs> um, but I think, I think I fell off. I mean, this is back in the day though. We're we're talking we're talking old school, like twenty third. So, oh, twenty twelve yeah. was the first Haspen Acres uh, Indiana Sprint, and it was a big deal for them to make a founders race there. And the next year they had the race out there. But get this, guys the big the big obstacle that year, the big one was the um the traverse wall yes and that's, I remember that's, be that. that's before the z wall this was yep, just a wall with some blocks on it just straight yep. across and they'd have like, like at the finish line they have like four of them and you're like oh man oh man here it comes man and it is caked in mud <laughs> mm -hmm. oh no my my like you know boot shaking obstacle was the rope climb and yeah, i remember you know, for the first probably year of my racing, you know, I was the kid in gym class that couldn't climb the rope. And, yeah. you know, as a grown up, I never practiced climbing ropes. And it wasn't until my first Spartan race, which I believe was in either 13 or 14 in Illinois, uh, was okay. my first Spartan um, when I They're saw the rope. At, uh, dirt runner. Yes, sir. Yeah, the dirt, dirt runner. runner course. Yeah, and it's so crazy. We talk about stuff like this, like venues that have come and gone now, like Dirt Runner or like. Oh yeah, because Dirt Runner had Spartan MGT. and had Battle Frog. Yep, yep. And oh, gosh, MGG, rest in peace. Yeah, the best venue ever. So, for those people who have just started, we t we kind of talk about obstacles. What was your? Oh my gosh, have you had like? a terrible, what am I doing? I'm over my head race. The come to Jesus moment. Yes. Um, what was yours? The big one. So I, I really had two big come to Jesus moments in the sport. Um, the first one really was when I went and did the first televised NBC race. So my first year after that Indiana race, I was like, I'm going to do a trifecta. Okay. So I was like, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Chicago. And then I was like, maybe I'll figure out like the South Carolina beast or something. And I got an invite. I got I got got on the mailing list, of course. And it's like you know you've like you've ran good enough to make it to Tahoe. Uh, not Tahoe, awesome. um, Vermont for Vermont. Yeah, because it was the in first Vermont televised before it was in Tahoe. exactly. And the first televised in like NBC 
Spartan race championship. You thought you were some some tough shit then, didn't you? I thought I was. I thought I was a big boy, and I was applying to be like one of the like oh the feature stories. And I was Uh I was starting to kind of get in that route and stuff. Um, You know, just just average guy from Indiana going out to try and try and race this. Mm-hmm. And just see what I've got in me, and little did I know it was going to change my entire life. But that going out on Vermont that year, like it took me six hours, and it really kicked my butt. And it was mm-hmm. like it made it just showed me I've had so much to learn. Yep, I think we all have that moment. Mine was oh, in yeah. um, Kansas, twenty fourteen. Yeah, um, I had decided in 2013, I decided I was going to do a Tough Mudder. That was my goal for 2013 because I thought the longer the race, the the harder it was, the more cred I was going to get, you know? Yeah. These 5Ks aren't nothing anymore. I'm going to do a Tough Mudder because back then they were like 13 miles. Yep. So I did my first Tough Mudder in Missouri in 2013. Um and and did well, had a team, and, you know, I did that, and that, man, that just inflated my ego. I was ready to go. So, the yeah. following year, I was in Kansas, and I thought I was somebody, and I drove out there by myself, because the girl who was going to go with me bailed, and I went to Kansas by myself. The very first time I entered a corral alone, which for me was a huge deal. You know, when you go there by yourself, or back in the day when you're going mm-hmm. by yourself into somewhere where you didn't know anybody. Nobody. You and don't you just know jump anybody. in there by yourself. Yep. Man, that's, it's, it's scary. It's humbling. So there I was all by myself in this, in this corral. And I, I was feeling good. I, I thought I had this and Lord have mercy. Did it just Thank me. I cramped up at about two miles into this race. Oh, man. I mean, just cramps like I had never felt and probably have never since felt before. And every step of the way was just awful. And I was embarrassed. And it was before I felt comfortable, like, taking help from people and, you know, making friends with people along the way. And people would offer me help and I was embarrassed and I was like, oh my God, here's this dumb girl that they're like, what the hell is this girl doing on this course? And I just wanted to shrink away. If I could have quit, I might have. Like, I didn't know where I was. It was just awful. It was a terrible, terrible race for me. But I look back on that and it's like, oh my God, why didn't I take help? Why didn't I, you know, talk to people? And that's that's the beautiful thing about this sport is the community. I really feel um, for it's, sure. It's really, and, and when, once you've got your, like your family, your people that you know, the people that you travel with, it, it means that much more. Like when I went to New Jersey, like mm-hmm. seeing friends out there, like um, for a few of our listeners here, you know the obstacle activist Derek, um, great guy, and he was mm-hmm. volunteering on the course there at Olympus, and just seeing him between laps. And like with a smile on his face, hey, you're looking good. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it's good to see a friend out there that's that can say something like that. Or like Katie Absolutely. Purcell, she was um, volunteering on the rig, and she was like, Jacob, woo, you got this, bud. You're making it look easy today. Right. And it was th- hearing that kind of stuff or having that small that group, right? It's so influential. That's um, probably the biggest piece of advice I can give to you know a newbie. You know, if we're talking about trying to be helpful to to people is, you know, don't be scared or embarrassed or, you know, ashamed or anything. Like 
we no matter have what all your performance, no matter what. Absolutely. Anything. We have all been there. We've all been beginners. And the best part about this sport is the camaraderie. And you see it not just with, you know, open waivers. You see it with the elites. You see it with every, oh, every athlete that takes that course. You know, there's nothing that's more awesome than seeing, you know, people working together and lifting others up, literally lifting others up above a wall and, you know, fighting together. Like that's, that's what makes this sport great in my opinion. It really does. But then like, okay, so and thinking about that, like, mm-hmm. you know, we've got to fall down to stand up. That's, that's just, mm-hmm. that's one of the most beautiful things about the sport. But there's something even more humbling about after you've stood up so many times and you really, so like, I remember the next year after 2013 and 2014, 2014, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start competing now, like an elite. I want to be good enough to, to tow an elite, and that's what I want my life to be. Like, I wanna, Describe I wanna that get... first race you did in the elite corral. So, like, that was Indiana um, mm-hmm. the next year, and I lined up for elite, and I finished, you know, I got a top 20-ish finish. Okay. You know, I was, I was cool, but that's, once again, before we had so many people. Oh my gosh. When I think about races back then, like I remember the first battle frog I went to and, um, being stuck, it was in Ohio and being stuck Mm. at a rig for damn ever. Like the whole day I was at this rig and I can vividly remember this rig configuration. And all it was, was rings and a horizontal pipe. And I think one rope and that was it. And it was the hardest thing I had ever seen in my life before. And people were stuck there. And I look back at it now and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I wasted a lot of time on that thing. Not only that, but people wouldn't even sniff at that now. Like when you think of how far we've progressed, you know, so, I mean, that's crazy. And I think back to now the first time that I was running elite and I was like, all right, I belong here. I belong here. And mm-hmm. then I really got humbled. What was that? And that was Wintergreen. Um, oh, see, that's a course I haven't done yet. It's one of the well, ones it's gone that now. I want to it's do. Gone. I know. It's one of the ones that I'd wanted to get to, and I just, I never have. And now that I'm down here in Georgia, it would be perfect because I can get to it, and it's gone. Yep. And it was it was one of the most humbling courses I had ever done. And, um, you know, you're, you're talking like, an eight mile course with 4,000 gain. That's it's, it is a humbling, humbling course. And it was the year of the death fog and the people were posting photos. Oh yeah. The pictures from that race were awesome. Like the, I remember I can vividly see some images from the barbed wire crawl and it looked like something out of like some crazy like movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was, it was wild time. And that was the first time that, like as many people know, like Bill and me, and like how we all started Bro CR. That was one of the births mm-hmm. of Bro CR. Like me and Bill getting in a car. I just got back from Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, you know, and went there and ran the trifecta week and came back. And then Bill was like, "Yeah, man, just jump in the car and we'll, we'll drive out and then we'll get back and we'll and we'll do that." And I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever." And we drove basically out there, camped in the rain, got mm. all of our, got all of our stuff together, ran. Did horrible. It took me for that four mile race. I think it was like three hours, three and a half hours. Oh my gosh. And then we just kind of like, we wanted to look around the venue, but we're like, no, let's just leave. And then we just drove back. 
like eight hours in the rain. Tail between your legs. <laughs> tail between our legs. And I don't think we talked to each other for like, you. everybody knows I'm a long winded dude. That's just me as a person. Right. But me and Bill like had like four hours in the car where we didn't say a peep. <laughs> oh my goodness. So what about the flip side? What was your best race to date? And not necessarily in performance. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean like where'd you place, but what was your best like, Man, that everything about that race just went my way. You know, probably after that, um, that or even that proudest. 2014. No, 2014 was a learning year for me. So mm-hmm. I went from doing like horrible races in that, um, like at the Indiana, like taking the top 20 and like, you know, messing around with that. And once again, the, the field was very dry at that point. Mm-hmm. And then went and did and this is once again when we were racing back to back weekends so much oh yeah it was nothing back then it was nothing back then um but i went and did vermont Mm -hmm. and got my butt kicked again because that was the 2014 vermont Mm -hmm. that was the last year was in vermont and it was it was hard it was a hard year and then i went back the following weekend and did the chicago at haspen acres uh, not haspen Mm -hmm. sorry um that dirt runner dirt runner and I finished eighth. Mm-hmm. And I, I busted my first top ten finish, and I met one of my best friends ever, who's Chris Chapman now. And nice. If anybody knows me and Chris Chapman, we're, we're awesome friends. I, mm-hmm. I actually just spent the weekend with him and my wife and his wife and um, hanging out over in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And we had a great time, great people. And it was just – it was one of those moments I, I lined up with him, and I was just pumped. And right, I like, right. Ready, I was ready to party. And that's awesome. It was it was one of these times it was just like things just clicked. And sometimes you have that. Yeah. How about you? What was sure. the first one that you were like things clicked and you're like, you know what? This is this is who I am. Um, you know, I would have to say that the race for me that just forever I fell in love <laughs> is the one and only BFX 24. Oh, um, you do did that? I was. I did that. I was one of wow. the 150 or so people that did. Um, it was a 24-hour race put on by Battle Frog. The race directors, um, there were there were two race directors. It was um, David Moore and Ryan Atkins. And um, the two of them <sighs> I cannot, designed I the course. I remember that we did that at one point. Oh, like yeah. Just... The two of them designed the course, and it was epic um it was down in miami on the beach um and so we didn't have the obnoxious weather to contend with that Mm -hmm. you always do with world's toughest which is probably the hardest element of world's toughest that was removed from miami so all it was was just plowing miles plowing miles and straight up just butt kicking with battle frog obstacles and that race course, it was my first um, endurance 24, event. Okay. Um, not even just 24. It was my, like, I think the longest race I had done before then was like a seven hour or eight hour oh, thing. Oh, um, I had never done anything that long before. And again, I went down by myself. I, um, I met some amazing people down there that I am still friends with to this day. That's but great. Went down there by myself tackling a 24-hour event um and that race forever changed me i learned there what i'm truly capable of i 
pushed myself and my very first time out the gate at something like this, I managed 10 laps, 50 miles. That's great. Um, it was amazing. It was without a question, the best race of my life and not just with placement, although I, I did end up doing really well for my, I think, I think it was like eighth maybe, That's um, good. for, for females, but, uh, it was just epic. I loved it. That's good. So, so okay. If you were to give and newcomers and people out there some mm-hmm. advice mm-hmm. gear wise, what would be some topical gear things that you would tell people? Okay, so let's say let's both do this. Let's do top okay. five gear choices. Okay, top five gear choices. Top five gear. For, so, for, for for you of all time or for a first comer? Um let's say must haves for someone who's, you know, not a first timer, because I would never tell a first timer to go buy anything special. Um okay. You know, people who talk to me who want to do their first OCR, like as far as my biggest piece of advice for someone who's running their first race, it's just have fun. Do it. Okay. Have fun. Don't okay. Stress, so your, your top five, your top five things that you. Okay. For you me personally, my top five things. Number one is a good pair of shoes. Okay. Um, ask anybody and they're going to give you a different opinion. But me personally. My go-to, if I can only have one pair of shoes, is going to be my Ultra Empty Kings. Um, and I love them. So, good shoes. Compression socks. Um, not just for the compression perspective, but for leg protection. Um, many a times, compression socks have saved my butt um, on obstacles like the Cerulean Traverse where you're dragging your legs along as well as like a rope climb, um, you know, and just general scrapes from like thorn bushes and crap like that. I don't like wearing pants. So compression socks will save my, you know, my legs. So that would be two, two, three would be quality compression gear, clothing. Um, I've got preferences as far as like clothing goes, but you know, I'm not a big snob when it comes to that. But the key thing is, is obviously no loose cotton, (laughs) no baggy clothes. that's going to get caught on things. Um, You want to wear something that is not going to absorb moisture and water and mud, but that's going to stay tight on your body and not, you know, get snagged on barbed wire or anything like that. So that would be three, three, four. Um, Four is going to be, I'm going to go with um, Huma Gel as Huma a, Gel. okay. Huma Gel. That's my favorite, my, my favorite product. I'm not sponsored by them. I get nothing from them, but they are my favorite. Um, quality nutrition that you know is going to work for you in your belly. Um, okay. I've tested before. So for okay. me, that's Huma is the brand Huma I Gels like. and five. And five, I'm going to go with mm-hmm, – tough one, tough one, tough one. Um, I'm going to go with my Brave Soldier Friction Cream. 
um, because I use that stuff on everything. <laughs> so, the, the friction cream. I was, we were, we were just talking to some people earlier today about like we how were. important it is to get friction cream and like it the Brave Soldier the line. If you're... OCR, right? The Frank's Red Hot Sauce of OCR. If it moves, it then you put some cream on it because yep. the last thing you want is a blister or chafing or anything like that. So I, I use it on my feet. I use it on my, my underarms, everywhere that moves. Agreed. And that's, you know, that's I, my emergency OCR kit. <laughs> it's one of those things like over time, I, I really think like with Brocr and some of the products we back, like, like, um, um, brave soldier stuff. Uh-huh. It, we, we back it for a reason. It's I, I've joked so many times, like how I think it's the, the hunger games medicine of mm-hmm. OCR, uh, you know, you get, you get done with there and you see your brave soldier, like at the end of the night, you're like, Oh, thank God. one thing that i hope you know people realize from us and know about us like you know we yes we as individuals and yes we as brocr have products that are you know sponsors or ambassadors for but none of us are doing this or picking any products that we don't truly believe in or truly use or value for ourselves everything that we talk about we use personally, we believe in it, um, because we want you guys to know that you can trust us. We, we, you know, if I go into a race, I'm using it. Yep. Um, for sure. I'm going to be using it. All um, right. What are your top five? Okay. And top you can five. Do repeats. Okay. So obviously the number one is a good pair of kicks. Um, yep. What do you like? You need, I'm an ultra man myself and mm-hmm. once, and I do not have a sponsorship with ultra. Um, I think they make good kicks. And the reason I like the ultras so much, the mm-hmm. Vibram rubber, and I'm so sp- – call me – this is the engineer in me, uh, the Vibram mm-hmm. rubber soles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cling a little bit better. Um, I've heard people talk about ice bug rubber, how it's really nice. Um, dude, I still like Vibram. Still yep. all about Vibram. I do too. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, fan of ultras. And I, I will say as mm. – you know, yes, I am an ultra-sponsored um, team member, and for those people that are listening that are interested or curious about ultras, you know, talk to somebody who wears them. The biggest thing is is getting zero used drop. to those shoes. They're zero drop. If you are not used to running in zero drop, you will have leg pain. <laughs> you yep, have to it, get it used to it. It will wake you up. Yep. Number two right. yep. um, was a company that we are sponsored by with BroCR. Mm-hmm. But it was not easy to get, and it took forever. Um, but it was Junkhead Brands. Uh, um, yes. We, I love Junkhead Brands. Um, th- and the headbands are just, they're phenomenal. They're good they headbands. They are my favorite, and I challenge you to find a picture of me in any kind of fitness, anything without a headband on my head. Um, I've had so many friends that I've turned on to junk bands, and they're like, okay, this is actually the best headband I've ever had. Yep. And it's it wicks moisture really well. It gets They don't slip. Know, they don't slip and it just it works. It just at the end of the day it works and that's what you need. Uh number 3. Um probably Okay, I'm I'm going to give a big shout out once again, not sponsored by them. And mm-hmm. here's the thing with junk brands, going back to junk brands, they didn't sponsor us at the beginning. We pursued junk brands with Rocr for a mm-hmm. long time. Oh, yeah. A I've been long, wearing junk brands time. for a long time before that Way came before. Through. Back in Wintergreen, like, we remember seeing Hunter with it on. And mm-hmm. we were, like, trying junk brands on. And Hunter was laughing at us because we had matching headbands like me and Bill with them. 
Mm-hmm. And then Hunter went out and threw down at that race. I think he took first at that race, actually, that day. Um, nice. Because he beat Novakovic. But um, hard, hard day, hard day. But um, Okay, yeah. so that's three. Um, so three, okay, so... Um, so, no, my third one. My third one is I'm going to give a shout out to another company that we're not sponsored by, but Ultimate Direction. They're freaking well, packs. Um, you need a good pack. You need a good pack if you're going to do these longer distances. Me so personally. So, what's your rule with packs? When do you put one on? So, I'm kind of weird on this. Um, I put on a pack when I know I'm going to be out there for over three hours. Okay. So, for you, um, it's time, not distance. Two and a half to three hours out there, yes. I'm going to put on a pack, um, and it, there's, I have three different packs based on the distance. Um, but really two that I'm regularly using right now. One is actually a camelback. Uh, it's okay. like a waste pack, um, that I use for tough mutters, uh, for You're those five Fanny mile. Packer. Fanny Packer. And the whole idea is I can switch bottles quick between yep. transitions. Boom, boom, I'm in, I'm out, done. I can okay. set bottles out and lay that out. But my long distance race, like this past weekend, I used an Ultimate Direction. I used the Ultimate Direction AK. Great piece of material. If anybody wants to message me about it, phenomenal piece. Um, but then now I'm using the the OCR vest from Ultimate Direction. Uh, Amelia Boone, I believe, helped with some of the design yeah, on that. I saw those pictures. Yeah. The only thing I'm going to say bad about it, I love it's black. Um, take take the um, take the ribs off the back and kind of the netting on the back. There's no need for that. It's just going to get caught in barbed wire. But, um, the, um, the benefit of it though, is the, um, it, the other thing that's so the size is great. It rides really well. It rides really high, but the thing that's dumb on it, um, it's got this like camera thing and you can just take that off. Like you can hold so your phone. My, in the reason why I didn't go for that particular pack um, despite it being OCR branded, yep. was I wanted a pack that had two bottle pockets in the front. That's and fair. the one that, that that particular pack had like a phone pocket or something. Like, well, that's not practical for me while I'm racing. Yep. Yep. I, I will say I, I missed my AK like that. It mm-hmm. was it died. It died horribly. And I <laughs> really that was one of my favorite vests. I'm gonna get another one one of these days. But the the OCR vest is, um, it, it, it's filled that hole for a little while. Yeah. Um, so okay, that's so that three, three, four, yep. four, uh, guys go out there and go get good compression gear. Um, for sure. There's stuff, obviously we back human octane. I think for the OCR demographic does great before mm-hmm. that. Um, second skin was around. Second, second skin. Was, I'm, I'm wearing my second was, skins into the ground. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really good. Um, before that, CWX. I yep. had CWX stuff back in the day. Really and good, 2XU, too. And 2XU, I still have some 2XU pants I like, too. You know, stuff yep. like this, guys, it's not so much the brand. It's just oh, there's the quality. Some, it, it's going to come down to personal preference, too. Correct. Um, and correct. I, I you want to pick go, something that's quality and it's going to last. Don't go buy Nikes. Don't go right. get something good. Get something thick. And that's one of the reasons I, I rock in Human Octane right now. It's right. thick. I know the product. And it's, it's something designed specifically for the OCR market. And you're seeing the same people rocking the same pair of shorts race after race after race after race. So There's a reason to, why it's that's the biggest up. testimonial you can give to product as far as I'm exactly. concerned. Tell me it looks good. Tell me whatever. But show and me t- your pair of pants that you've worn at 20 races. In five races. races. Exactly. Right. 
that still like you look can, good. So agree. I can rock a pair of the human octane shorts and go through an ultra in them and then like wear them in a race later that week or just, just mm-hmm. a training run. They're doing yep. something right. Um, I agree. My last piece of uh, gear that I would say that's great that I that I love um, ooh, recovery items. Um, if you're yeah. newer to the to the sport, actually earlier this week I posted a, a photo of Brave Soldier and uh, the antiseptic and the CBD oil that we're using right now, um, yeah. like the balm. Um, don't neglect your recovery. Take For take that sure. very seriously. Like those three things: the um, the antiseptic oil the um, CBD oil, and then uh, I've got a pair of Air Relax recovery boots that are just phenomenal, that I just love. Um, Boiled! <laughs> uh, not really, because I've got a great deal on them here, and if people want to talk Air Relax boots later with me, once again, I'm not sponsored by Air Relax. If you want to talk boots with me sometime, I can probably get you a decent deal. Um, I've, I've got yeah, a friend those, who's a chiropractor here in town and we can, those we can are awesome. awesome. I haven't tried that brand. I've tried some other brands. There's, there's several big ones out there. Um, but <sighs> Norman yeah, Tech those boots are, are expensive. I'll just say yeah, that. They're stupid expensive, <laughs> they're but expensive. they, they feel good. So, you know, I think the biggest piece for, for newbies and, and people who are, you know, just now finding and falling in love with the sport like we are is, you know, I think a big lesson that I have learned along the way is, you know, don't just go buy every single thing out there that people no. back because oh, people not. tell you to buy it. Um, you know, I've got <laughs> shelves and shelves of crap that I have, you know, oh, you have don't to buy use. these shoes and you have to buy this pack and you yeah. have to buy this you know, food thing and this, you know, there's so much garbage out there, you know, just find some people that have, have used something that trust something that you trust. Um, you know, there's certain items. I I will say this though. There are certain items that for diehards that I back that like, like a dry robe. Yeah. Dry robe. I, I love my dry robe. I use it. I I love it. it. It's fantastic but i would have never gotten one unless i was going into like world's toughest mother oh for sure um, it's, i mean it's very expensive piece of gear it's not, not the most practical nope but when you've got it and you've and you yep. need it you're like oh god <laughs> this is the best thing ever <laughs> all right well we're gonna actually cut this episode pretty pretty short today yeah um a little shorter than normal. We're gonna probably do a roundtable next week here for you guys. Yep, bring um, on bring on a new exciting guest for you guys and and get some conversation started. Line um, something thank up. Thank you and... guys so much for everybody who's sending us suggestions, um, of of what they want to hear and and who they want to hear from. We are taking every suggestion, every comment, every Absolutely. review to heart. I'm really excited here in a few weeks. Um, so my next race coming up is a local dances with dirt. Uh, your yep. next one was what now? You've got uh, this weekend. I've got nationals, um, uh, stadium race number two. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, after that, though, I've got dances with dirt, and then I'm hoping to bring on our friend uh, Jens Lee. Uh, he's going to be doing Pittsburgh Toughest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the first Toughest the of the weekend. season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll be really good to see like how that event plays out and hear his whole opinions. For sure, um, especially with the changes this year, we've we've gone from an eight-hour event to a twelve-hour event. We yeah, have well, new that's divisions a long this time, right? The, the money's off the table. We've got new divisions. We've got a team, um, which I actually personally am going to be running later on this year um, as a team 
for, for, for a tough That's event. Exciting. So um, there's, there's a lot of new and exciting races as, as our season, you know, continues to pick up. So, you know, continue to, to, to race out there, give us some reviews, let us know how your races are going. Um, and if there's a topic you want to hear or a person you want to talk to, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it out there. We're always happy to hear people's yeah. and um, people's opinions and, and talk, talk shop with you. We love talking For shop. Sure. Visit so Brosier anyway. Media and all social media platforms. Leave us your comments or here down on the Supercast. Leave a review there. Um, until then, Leah, we'll see you on the course. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.